Good afternoon, everyone. Oh, I guess it's still morning. There's uh, one more minute. Anyway, Happy New Year to everyone. And thanks for coming out in, in uh, good numbers today. My name is uh, Knut Peterson, and I'm the moderator for today's session. Uh, just a few house rules before we get on with the, the speaker. Uh, please turn off your cell phones so we can have a quiet, quiet session. And uh, we actually did a little bit of false advertisement today because I made a mistake on the flyer where it said the lunch was $11. It's actually $12. So if anybody is really serious, they, they can actually get away with $11. I don't want to be accused for false advertisement, but hopefully you will all kick in uh, $12. Uh, What else am I supposed to say here, other than the fact that uh, SACPA is a, is a long, this is our 50th year now, coming up in, uh, in uh, June. So it's very appropriate that uh, we have a, another 50th anniversary guest uh, to speak about the university turning that same age. U of L at 50. How did the university end up being built in the coolies across the river back in 1970, uh, early 70s when it, when it was finished? But the, the university was established in 1967, of course, at the college spot where the college is now. Our speaker today is Michael Perry, and he's an ar archivist at the University of Lethbridge and has been on staff there for over 20 years. His research interest is exploring the university history while preserving and making it accessible to the university archives. Uh, Michael's current research interests include the history of UofL architecture and the beginnings of UofL's liberal arts education. He has also worked on uh, first-generation oral history project with uh, Dr. James Tagg, who most of you know. And he earned his Bachelor's of Art majoring in political science, a Master of Library and Information Studies, and a Master of Education. Uh, without further ado, well, I should say that I actually became a, a, a certified tour guide at the university yesterday, thanks to uh, Michael showing us around. Uh, I knew most of it, uh, some of it anyway, and, but he pointed out some very uh, peculiar things that happened at the university over the years, and I'm sure he'll relate that today as well. So without further ado, please welcome Michael Perry. Uh, thank you very much, everybody, and thank you for inviting me to speak today. Um, it's a little intimidating for me looking out into the crowd and seeing people who were there with the time period that I'm going to be talking about. But uh, I think it'll be fun. I've got a lot of slides to get through. They tell you to only put through about three slides a minute. I've got about, uh, I don't know, 10. Uh, but we're going to go through a lot of them very quickly. And what I really want to touch on, and I'm not going to get into it too much in depth, but I want to touch on the period when 
1967 and in 1968, when this town of about 36,000 people had just got a university here, and the next decision was where were they going to go or were they going to stay at the college site. So this talk is about that. So I'm going to just talk about that a little bit. Um, hard for me to hear. Just want to get these arrow keys going. So I call this the zeitgeist, like the zeitgeist, the spirit of the times. What was going on? There was controversy in town. There was confusion in town of who was, had the right to make the decision about where the university was going to go. And eventually there was a lot of cohesion. So I want to talk about that and share with you some pictures and some headlines in the Lethbridge Herald and just have a little bit of fun for half an hour or so. So you're welcome to ask me questions at, after lunch. Uh, I'd be happy to answer them. And I know there's a number of people in this room that could probably answer them better than I can. But uh, it should be an interesting little time. Hi, Dennis. <laughs> OK, so the university in 2012. And let's go back. This was the university in 2010. In 2008, 2007, in 2005, in 2003, 2001, 1999, 1990, 1986, 1981, 1972, 1969. So what was Lethbridge like in 1968? Well, we were the irrigation capital of Canada. I wasn't here. We were, we were called the city of quality. The population of Lethbridge in 1968 was 38,749 people. The U of L enrollment was just over 1,000 people. The Lethbridge Junior College enrollment was about 600 people. And the mayor were divided that town sharing in the first half, and then Andy Anderson became mayor halfway through. The so you people all know these players. These were the players in the whole site, the fight for the site, I will call it, about where the university was going to go. The Board of Governors, of course, the President Sam Smith, who was the president starting July 1st, 1967. The first interim president was Russell Leskew. He was president from January 1st to June 30th of that year. The GFC, the General Faculties Council, the students who played a role in this uh, fight for the site as well. The citizens of Lethbridge certainly did, as well as other citizens in southern Alberta. The provincial government up in Edmonton played a role in this as well. The University's Commission, the City of Lethbridge Council, the City Council, the Old Man River Regional Planning Commission, the Lethbridge Taxpayers Association, and the Lethbridge Herald. There was a lot of players. There was, it was a time of angst in Lethbridge at this time. This was after the university got the, uh, the city got the university. So what was at stake? 
where the university was going to be located, of course. It is already at the college site. Why should it move? What were the costs of moving to the west side as opposed to staying at the south side or moving to the north side or going downtown, which were some of the options? Whose decision was it? Should there be a vote in town in southern Alberta? Why the west side? Lots of land around the present site and in town. How big should the campus be? There was talk of a campus being 900 acres. There was a t talk of campus being 1,200 acres. Uh, there, I read all sorts of different figures. Why all the fuss? And we'll need a new bridge. <laughs> that was also in the conversation. We still do, yes. I <laughs> so the fight for the site, confusion, angst, and cool it. And I put cool it there because that was Sam Smith, cool and calm. And he provided, it seems to me, I wasn't here, but in everything I read and everything I talked to in the interview that Jim Tagg did with him uh, before he passed away a few years ago, um, he provided, it seems to me, a calmness to the situation. And I think you'll see that in some of the headlines that I'm gonna show you. But the talk about moving to the west side really was older than 1967-68. The city talked about going to the west side. Back in 1963-1962, there was talk of moving across the river. It wasn't just the university. The city had already talked about that. The old man, the city planners back in 65 favored a university west of the river if they were going to get a university at the at the, in Lethbridge. Also in 1965, the college favored its own site. They would wanted, there was a lot of, there was a lot of talk and a lot of uh, uh, meetings around the Lethbridge Junior College becoming a university. And the board uh, of the college, or many members of the board of the college, really preferred that the, uh, the college became uh, a university. And there was different opinions about that. Uh, and I talked to Van a, a little bit about that and listened to his interview about that and the trip that he took up to Edmonton with Kate Andrews with to, to, to talk to uh, Premier Manning about this whole situation. Um, even in 1965, the college site was affirmed by future, for the future university by city council and the Lethbridge Junior College. We know that didn't happen. We know a lot of things didn't happen. There was a lot of confusion about who was for what in town. Even in 1966, in July, on July 29th, the Minister of Education came down to Lethbridge and announced in the paper, headlines in the Het Lethbridge Herald, that the college would become a degree-granting school. That was three months before the actual University of Lethbridge was announced as a separate autonomous institution. And in 1966, in December, on the 7th, it's the University of Lethbridge. Here's from the Lethbridge Herald in 1966, July, July 29th, where it says the Lethbridge Junior College is to become a degree-granting university. We know that didn't happen. So the next few months, were there was confusion in town. 
about really what was this announcement all about uh, and what was going to actually happen. We found out pretty early in December of the same year that we were going to have a university and it was going to be autonomous. And that was mostly based on the changes to the Universities Act in 1966, which, which made room for, uh, that's when the University of Calgary became an autonomous university as well. Remember, before that, they were the University of Alberta, uh, Calgary campus or whatever, the, at Calgary, I think they called it officially. So they only became an autonomous university one year before we did. Here is a picture of the university at the South Campus. The 11 ATCO trailers that the university purchased in Calgary uh, for about $68,000, I think they paid. I'm not sure about that number. I see different numbers sometimes depending on what I'm reading. But here's some shots of the college, of the university at the college site. A lot of faculty members have fond memories of that place. When I speak to Jim Tagg about it, he always says that that was his favorite office because it was right in with all the students and he just still uh, has some excellent memories about being on that South Campus. So there's some more shots of the campus back in 1960, in the late 60s. So what happened was <clears throat> uh, this, the, the university commissioned this company called the University Planning, Architecture, and Consulting Engineering, the UPACE, and they, 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 they did a study on the different places that the university should be sited. So this was in town here. They, they did the research. They were asked formally in July of 1967 to do this study. They're, 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 they were supposed to determine building and land space needs and consider and evaluate and make recommendations for site selection. And this is what they were looking at. So you can, you can see, sorry, I, I can't leave this mic, so a mic attached to a mic. The, the city of Lethbridge had set aside 320 acres on the north side of town and they said that the university could have that. The university wasn't interested in that almost right from the beginning. They thought they needed a more um, nicer setting than beside a television station on the north side where there wasn't a lot, of, uh, a lot of interest in that site. But that was one of the sites that they looked at. The other site that they looked at was where the present college and university were on the south side. So they looked at that site too. One of the things about that site that a lot of people don't know is that utilities, what's that? Oh, a pointer. Here. So this is the site of uh, um, where the college was. And so they looked at the land around here as well. And the more they looked at the land around there during that time period and talk of the university staying there, the prices of the land kept on going up. So the prices of the land actually started in the hundreds and ended up in the thousands per acre at some point. So when you look at the Lethbridge Herald and you look at some of the documents in the university archives, which I want to give a quick shout out to all those people who worked in there before me, Winston Jones, uh, Owen Holmes, Jane Freeman, Don Wick, 
the university, I, just a really quick sideline, the university really did a great job of keeping the history of the institution. Very few universities have such a comprehensive history of what happened at that university. And this university did an excellent job. I was looking at some of the minutes of the original Board of Governors meetings, uh, the interim board in the late 1966, and Lawrence Hoy said in the minutes, now let's not forget about an archive here. Let's make sure we keep everything. And he did a really, they did an excellent job. Uh, so we do have a comprehensive history, uh, and I'm really thrilled about that. So it makes my job a little easier. So this is the north. This is the south side site that they looked at. They also looked at a downtown site. So they were looking at the downtown site with some of the buildings going up ten stories. So they looked at the idea of revitalizing downtown and what the university would look at there, would look like there. So UPACE did those three, and they also did, of course, the west side. So the west side here is these farms here where the university was eventually located. And they also looked, the land prices on the west side and the utilities to the left west side were gonna be cheaper than expanding at the south side. Actually, the land on the west side was going for about $341 an acre, rather than in the thousands at the south side. So the university, uh, the city, was looking at purchasing a bunch of acres on the west side, 900 and something acres on the west side, uh, and we'll talk about that in a couple of seconds. But uh, these were the farms, the Steiner farm, the Miller farm, and the Facchetti farm were the three farms that they were looking at. They purchased a few other pieces of land there, but this was the land that they eventually bought and had options on purchasing. I keep on pressing this to move the, the forward, the slide, but it's not working, so I'll have to use this. Um, so the, the UPACE report was released in November 1967, recommending the west side. And in, at the end of November, November 30th, 1967, Sam Smith said this. He said that the Board of Governors had decided that the permanent site of the University of Lethbridge would be on the west side of the Old Man River, period. And that pause between that and the is my pause, not his. I don't know why it's there, but it looks good. So these are all the people who were on side with the university moving to the west side. The Board of Governors, of course, UPACE, the city planners who had looked at moving to the west side since 1963 and earlier. The Lethbridge, Lethbridge and District Labor Council were on side. The Lethbridge School Board was on side. The Downtown Businessmen's Association was on side. The junior college eventually came around in a meeting in November and were on side. The University of Lethbridge, of course, the Lethbridge Chamber of Commerce from the beginning, I believe, uh, and most members of the city council. I think there was one member that wasn't on side. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, 8,000 citizens in, uh, this, is the f this is the spring, the winter of 1968, January, around January 1968. Before the first convocation in May of 68, before the rally after the convocation, before the, uh, the uh, protest in front of John Lander Hughes' house on, uh, on the 15th of May, uh, 
This is all what's going on in town. 8,000 residents signed cards favoring the west side. 1,200 residents signed a petition against the city borrowing the money to purchase the 980 acres on the west side. So this was going on. Uh, the city was looking at purchasing not 500, uh, for $519,000 was the price tag for the land on the west side at that time period. The Lethbridge Herald is full of articles, opinions for and against, editorials for, articles with respect to what the options were, how much was going to go, how much was what, what was it going to cost. Uh, one of the people in town betted uh, $100 to a dollar that it, the university would not go to the west side. And somebody sent in a dollar to the, to the Lethbridge Herald and said, I'll take you up on that. <laughs> so just even in January of 1968, there was over 50 articles and editorials in the Lethbridge Herald talking about the University of Lethbridge. So you can see it was on everybody's mind. Here's a letter that I found in some of the, in some of the archival material that talks about the fascists in Edmonton and what they and why they're they're getting involved in this whole situation. They called it Edmonton is of course little Moscow. They called it. So I thought that was pretty funny. And you know what? There was a lot of this kind of tone on in some of the editorials to the Lethbridge Herald and a lot of the material in the Ar university archives has both sides of view both sides of this whole uh, interesting topic, I think. So what happened was there was a bunch of people in Lethbridge who wanted a plebiscite. They wanted the people of Lethbridge to vote on where the university could be. The plebiscite called for, the petition calling for on borrowing $519,000 to purchase land on, west, on the west side for the university. The provincial government supported that idea and then told the, the, told the city that they were going to have a plebiscite. So this was early in May of 1968, when all the turmoil started to happen around here. The student demonstration in front of MLA Lander Use House. There's a gentleman at that table who was at that demonstration in front of Lander Use House. Uh, so he knows more about it than I do. Uh, but uh, there was about 75 people there from what the, from what the records show, uh, and Landerview wasn't there. But they petitioned outside of his house. All the police in town came, which probably about four or five people at the time. Um, the SU president, the students' union president, and the editor of the Milliarist, so that's Wusk and Jovanazzi, uh, were taken into custody, not charged, not arrested. They were taken into custody, and Sam Smith tells a story about being called at midnight to come and pick them up from the jail. They were not in jail, from the police department. Um, and, and then at the same time, some Lethbridge taxpayer, the tax, Lethbridge Taxpayers Association, they called themselves, called for the resignations of the Board of Governors Chair, some members, and the President himself. So... The site referendum is called. These headlines are almost every day in the Lethbridge Herald at the time. This was what the plebiscite was going to read. I favor development of the University of Lethbridge on its present site. Check mark. 
or X or whatever. I favor development of the University of Lethbridge on the side west of the Old Man River. So the ballot question was already struck. That's what was going to be asked. What happened? Well, James Penton wasn't very happy. He said it was illegal, impertinent, and downright vicious. He said it was unwarranted political intrusion, which turned out to be true. It was unwarranted political intrusion. Alarm sweeps campus of the university. The referendum, if held, would delay a lot of different things. It would delay the construction. It would delay also the purchase of the land because it wasn't owned by the, the, the city yet. I'm going backward. Here we go. That's forward, that's backwards, okay. Sorry, I, I'm, oh, sorry, that's what I'm doing. I'm just having fun up here. Just talk amongst yourselves while I get things organized up here, please. The government won't budge on campus vote ruling. They did budge, but they said they weren't going to. This is the confusion I'm talking about. Every day seemed to be something different. And there's your president of the university saying, cool it. Not a big deal. We've made up our minds. We're going to the west side. And he said that. This is what he said. We believe we have the right to make the site decision. A referendum is illegal, and therefore we will go ahead with our decision. If you don't like it, you will have to dismiss us. And he was right. They did have the right. The Universities Act, changed in 1966, said a board may acquire by gift, device, purchase, expropriation, or otherwise any estate or interest in land for the purpose of the university. He said, and it was true, that the Board of Governors had that right to make that decision. The university, uh, the, the government did not have that right. At this point, they were sticking to their guns. We are going to have a referendum. Well, they didn't stick their guns very long. This is what the students did. The students also condemned the apathy of Lethbridge MLA John Landerieu and called for his resignation. That is on the Wednesday. The Wednesday night, they held the rally. They held the protest outside of his house. 75 students. There's the president of the students' union in the police, in the squad car right there. They ended up taking Joe, uh, Joe I forget his name, the editor of the Ameliorist, Giovanazzo, uh, they took him as well. This is what Jack Landerieu said. I thought students went to school to learn reading, writing, and arithmetic, but it appears they went to go learn reading, writing, and writing. <laughs> so they weren't very happy with Mr. Landerieu at the time. So it was then that a mass march was planned at Galt Gardens. So right after the convocation uh, on May 18th, which was the Saturday, they decided to have a mass march from South Minister Church after the graduation, uh, their first graduation down to Galt Gardens, and have a big rally there. Now, while you're having lunch, I've digitized video of that, so I'm going to show you that while you're having lunch. I'm not going to 
go through that now. But I videotaped the rally. Wait, no, I didn't videotape it. Yeah. I was nine. I was a really good videographer at the time. Uh, somebody videotaped it, and I digitized it. And so we've got that to show you. So that's pretty cool to watch them marching downtown. And I've also got some video to show you at lunch from the sod turning and all the people that came to the sod turning back in 1969 as well. So I'll show that at lunch. But this march was planned. There's the first graduating class, just out of interest, 1968. Five minutes, okay. 1968. I'm going backwards again. Talk amongst yourselves while I get things organized. Here is the beginning of the march. We see at the front Owen Holmes. We see Russell Leskew. We see Ted Orchard. And we see the president of the Students' Union, Richard West, here. Ted Orchard was one of the the penners of the university's philosophy statement that they did at Waterton, uh, at the conference in Waterton in August of 1967. He was the one who, who penned most of that, from what I understand. So there is the rally at Galt Gardens Saturday after the convocation. So the decision to cancel the referendum hasn't happened yet. This is the 18th of, of May. There are about 500 people there, 700. There's people here who were there. But uh, I read anywhere from 500 to 800 people that were there. There is a famous bumper sticker that was in town at the time. Somebody has it on their back, but it was on a lot of bumpers at the time. Support U of L integrity, autonomy. We'll look at some footage in a little while. So on the 18th, the treasurer says, we do not have the power to order a referendum. Just after the government insisted they weren't going to change their mind, a week later, he comes out and says, ah, I think it's illegal what we're doing. Yeah. Oh, now the government may reconsider referendum decision. Isn't that interesting? But it's still in danger. Council was put, and there was a big move a big flight up to Edmonton on May 31st. The, the, the president went up there. A number of people went up there. I don't know if you went up there, Ben, but a number of people went up there. There was a number of people that went up there to talk to Premier Manning to tell him that they'd already made their decision and the university was, chose the west side and we were going to go there come hell or high water. This is where the taxpayers called for everybody's resignation. We would welcome the resignation of the chairman and members of the Board of Governors residing in the city and the president, blah, blah, blah. So on May 31st, delegation headed by UofL President Sam Smith went to Edmonton for one last attempt to overturn the call for a public referendum, and it worked. The university was given the green light, and Premier Manning said in his, in his talk, there he is there, I have what he says here, but we don't have time. He says, university, we're canceling the referendum. The university can go on the west side because the province is comfortable that it won't be a, 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 big, uh, a big weight on taxpayers in Lethbridge, that the campus can be no more than 315 acres. Uh, it's 500 and something now. And that a bridge would not be built for eight years. 
okay, thank you. And that's where the university went. So I'm just going to end up talking here for a couple of minutes by showing you some shots and bringing us back up to where we are. 72, 81, 86, 90, 99, 2001, 2003, 2005, 2007, 2008, 10, 12, 16. So thank you.